Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of our Business in Focus podcast. I'm Rowena Morris, a director at PwC and I'm your host for this episode. In my time hosting this podcast over the past year, I've heard so many stories from a huge range of business leaders and it's really brought it home to me just how many businesses are doing extraordinary things to help their people and society through the pandemic. In many ways, I think we've seen business at its best. Telling these stories have never seemed more important. And today we're going to be discussing some of the inspiring ways that businesses have navigated recent challenges. I'm delighted to be joined in our virtual studio today by James Rutter, Chief Creative Officer at Cook. Cook is a manufacturer and retailer of frozen ready meals and their founding statement is to cook using the same ingredients and techniques you would at home so everything looks and tastes homemade. Hi there, James. How are you doing today? Hi, Rowena. Yeah, I'm good. A bit tired, to be honest. Be one of those periods, you know, so I'm feeling a bit discombobulated. Uh, and also great to have Carl join today. So Carl Sizer, who is a member of our management board here at PwC and also our head of regions. How about you, Carl? How are you feeling? I am great. Thank you very much, Rowena. I'll, uh, I'll try not to be discombobulated uh, and try and keep us on track and, uh, and giving some good insights. I like that. We'll, we'll get a good balance between the two of you. So, James, we'll kick off with you, if that's all right. Your website references that Cook's purpose is all about nourishing relationships. How does that influence the way that you do business? So, uh, it's really, I think for us, it's just recognising that all of businesses at the end of the day is a bunch of people coming to do something, coming together to do something kind of collectively that they couldn't do on their own. So it's this, this idea that it's all about people. That's all we are. We're a group of people, a bunch of people. And then it's taken, if, if you take that as given, it's how, how can you really bring those people together, the relationships between those people and the customers they serve, and make those as positive, as good, as beneficial as you can? What can you do? And so we tend to think of it in kind of three different buckets, I guess. I guess and we kind of just have this idea of nourishing work. So how can we uh, really make sure that work has dignity and purpose. So, so we're in, an interesting business in some respects, and that we're vertically integrated. So, so that means we kind of we make food ourselves, big kitchens. We've got our own logistics that trucks it around the country. We've got we own our own shops on high streets, and then you know we also have all the central function HQ things. So, so we've got this incredible cross section of people. You know, fifteen hundred, two thousand people, um, small by PDLC standards, but big by some others. And, and so when we're thinking about those people, how can every single person feel that they get nourished through their work? How can they have work with dignity and purpose, whether that's going to be in our kitchens, in a pot wash, or whether that's going to be on the shop floor, or whether it's going to be in the central functions? You know, what does nourishing work look like for people? Really important to us. Then there's this idea around how can we nourish communities? So, so the customers we interact with, the places where we are, how can the presence of Cook be a positive thing for that community? How, how can people really celebrate if Cook turns up with a new shop? How can we show that that is a good thing for that place and the people in that place? And then I guess, you know, the third thing is, is obviously kind of around nourishing, nourishing planet. So everything we do has an impact on nature and on the planet we're in. So how can we try and minimise the negative as much as possible, maximise the positive? So it just runs, runs through everything we do. It sits right at the heart of our business strategy, just on one page, right at the heart of it. You've got nourishing relationships with work, community and planet. And that just runs through every single thing we do. How, how can we make sure all our activities can be drawn back to that driving purpose? I like that. And it's sort of, I like the way that you've described how it buckets up into those three things of work, communities and, um, and planet. 
Um, and how did you find that having that purpose has helped you to navigate the challenges that we've all experienced over the past year? I, I kind of have this have this saying that, you know, brands or businesses don't have purpose. People do. And what that means is that you have to give people the opportunity to really witness their impact. So how am I really in my role putting that purpose into, into action, into practice? And so obviously in the last year, there were these incredible challenges that everybody was facing. And we wanted to make sure that both, both you know, people felt safe and, and, and in that sense, kind of nourishing work. They, they, they really felt they were in a good place, but also we gave them um, the sense that they were doing something valuable for others as well. And right at the start of, of the pandemic, so back in March, I remember we were sat in a, in a kind of senior team meeting and there was this sense that, look, look I think I think they just had the announcement that, um, you know, elderly or vulnerable people should self-isolate. And this, this idea, look, look, people are going to be scared, people are going to be feeling lonely, isolated, vulnerable. We create this amazing product, this, this, this food that is made with love and care that encapsulates one person or a group of people looking out for somebody else. So let's just say to all our customers, if you come into a cook shop and you happen to be looking out for a neighbor or a family, family member, just let us know and we'll give you a free meal. You can take that off and give it to them. And so that, that seemed like a nice thing to do. Our shop teams loved it. Staff, I mean, you know, customers when they came in were literally overcome with that very small act. Again, it's just, it's just people um, being seen, being noticed. And then obviously as lockdowns kind of closed in on all of us, that just wasn't going to happen. You know, people coming through our shops were slowing to a trickle. So that became this idea that, that we called the kindness fund, just a sense of actually how can we connect with local volunteers, local charities, local groups to get food to people who really need it through the pandemic. And so that just kind of grew in terms of each of our shops working with a few charities close to them and it all just volunteers, people coming to the store to get meals to people in need. And we start off with, with this kind of target of let's try and get 100,000 meals out to people. And we ended up kind of at the end of March with that had grown to 200,000 meals out to people, be it NHS, you know, people working in hospitals, be it isolated, vulnerable, be it care homes, be it nurseries, whatever it was, you know, how can we get our food, this nourishing uh, meal that stands for, represents so much in terms of people looking out for each other. How can we get that into people's hands when they really need it? So that was really the, the big focus for us. That's an amazing story and something I, I imagine so many people at Cook are really proud of, that 200,000 meals delivered. Um, Carl, so I want to sort of turn to you now because you work with clients of all sizes and we've heard so many different stories, just like James is there. Um, could you share some of your favourite stories of businesses, perhaps, that have used their purpose to help their people and society navigate the pandemic too? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it's remarkable, isn't it, really, when you think about what organisations have done through the last 12 18 months that they've pivoted in part to, to save their own businesses but also and, and i'll be more important they've pivoted to do the right thing from a purpose perspective and we've seen some amazing stories and one of the things we did um middle of last year or so we wanted to really celebrate some of those businesses that really did operate at their best and we worked together with the cbi with federated hermes with regenerate and and the school for social entrepreneurs to really celebrate business at its best and we've had some absolutely phenomenal stories that have come through there that we're celebrating online uh, and just a few that i'll i'll pull out what one that is one of my favorites is an organization called madlug uh, they're a firm that makes luggage but their purpose is actually to provide luggage to children 
and to children that are in the care system. And for every bit of luggage that is acquired, they then provide another piece of, of luggage or, or a rucksack, something similar to a child that's in care for school or for their personal belongings. Um, there was a great uh, situation during the year where IKEA got hold of that, saw that, and actually they bought 17,000 pieces of luggage for their employees, which then resulted in 17,000 uh, bits of luggage and, and backpacks going off to, uh, to children in care. A fabulous story. We had another one, uh, which was an organization called LJA Myers, and that was a story we released during Deaf Awareness Week, an organization that worked with Addenbrooke's Hospital um, and developed the, uh, the clear face mask, which clearly is so important for those people that need to, to lip read, which we know has been a challenge with people wearing masks during this pandemic. And then just to bring it back to cookery, um, the other story that I, I loved was uh, an organization called Life Kitchen. And they're a cookery school and actually they were set up originally by by two cooks um, they lost their parents unfortunately to cancer and they aim to develop recipes that, that help people who'd lost their sense of taste and smell now that as we know is a well-known side effect of uh, of chemotherapy but also a well-known side effect of, of covid and actually uh, something i experienced myself uh, when i had when i had covid earlier in the year uh, and it is a funny experience but they pivoted their business fabulously to actually set up socially distanced classes and online experiences to really delve into some of the science around that and help those who suffered and still suffer from that loss. And they delivered thousands of lessons through Zoom during the pandemic and it are really popular and really making a difference. So some fabulous stories that you know, people pivoting into different directions because of the environment that they found themselves in. And I'll share the link to some of those um, at the end of this episode too. But I wanted to pick up on that point, Carl, that you make around the pandemic has made businesses think really differently about their purpose in some cases. And I think for me, reflecting on PwC, I think PwC's purpose has become our guardian light through the challenges this past year. So do you think that this renewed focus on purpose and societal responsibility will stick around long term? And maybe if I come to Carl first and then to James? Yes, yeah, so, so there's no doubt for me that purpose really has come to the fore during this. And I would say together with that, values have really come to the fore as well for, for organisations. And one of the benefits that we've seen is where organisations have a really good, strong set of values. Those have really helped them develop really well as they've gone into uh, the pandemic and done remote working because those values have meant that even in a remote environment, when you're away from others, you're actually still doing the right thing at all times. And I think this is going to be something that really is going to hold true, not just the values, but purpose. And, and we've seen a massive acceleration in focus around ESG and not just the E that we've talked about, but also on social purpose. So I really do think this is going to stay. It is something that enables people to have a guiding light, as you say, Rowena. And you know, for us uh, to, to trust and, and solving important problems, that is fundamental to us and I think will really hold us true as we move forward out of the pandemic and into whatever the new normal becomes. I, I'm having a little little bit of a kind of inner battle with the word purpose because I almost feel like it's, it's, we've reached peak purpose, if you know what I mean. And um, it's almost becoming a bit trite, but that's not, not in any way, shape or form to um, undermine its value. But I almost think that the conversation 
or or the focus should be moving from you know don't tell me your purpose show me your impact and i think that sense in which you know it's got to get beyond words it's got to become something meaningful it's got to be something visible it's got to be something you measure you know is really important as we move forward and on the one hand i think that's what the pandemic enabled some businesses to do that perhaps they were struggling with before suddenly there was an opportunity to to show what what their impact could be not just to speak to these words uh, that might be in some nice purpose statement um but i think in terms of of where we're going to head you know i genuinely believe that we are approaching if not on a tipping point in terms of how the role of business in society is perceived now cook we're we're a certified b corporation a b corp and we have been since 2013 and, and when for those of you who don't know what a b corp is so so it's a global movement there's now 3700 companies globally who are certified as b corps with by far the most robust independent assessment of all round corporate responsibility and ethics that we have come across so it's a really really robust rubber stamp for a business that not only has purpose but delivers impact and so so when we became a b corp 2013 we were literally i think the fourth or fifth company in the uk at that time who had, had certified and as i come forward to now today there's 500 businesses in the uk and we were at that point we were by far the biggest you know now there's some much bigger than cook and globally uh, there's some really big companies so so some obvious ones patagonia um some like natura the brazilian um cosmetics group that owns the body shop uh in the uk innocent the guardian newspaper group you know th these are big businesses and that growth in b corp certification tells me something it tells me that there really is this this swell of businesses that can deliver not just a nice purpose statement but meaningful impact and be profitable at the same time and again lots of those businesses are are the real leaders in their field and you just start to see that that when companies can represent not only um amazing business performance but real impact real ethical robustness as well then it becomes almost uh, a self-fulfilling uh, kind of prophecy that purpose impact responsibility will become more important in business because it will start to be much more the badge of success the badge that gets you uh, the best employees the badge that customers look for on the shelf or when they're looking for a partner so i i think it's a hugely exciting time the next 5 years could genuinely transform how business works and just to build on your point there james actually around purpose and it becoming potentially a little trite i completely understand what you're saying and actually the move here is more one towards what is the outcome what is the thing that actually comes off the back of what the organization has set out to do and ultimately we will be measured by our outcomes what it is we actually deliver we won't be measured by what we say so it all has to be down on on the proof is in the pudding and actually delivering on on results as as to things we want to do so so i completely agree with you actually i think a purpose statement is a lovely guiding light but actually it's the shift to actual outcomes that is going to really make the difference yeah i completely agree with that and it feels like we've talked a lot there about the role of business in driving positive change so i'm interested maybe carl if you could cover off how you think businesses work together with the government to create a better future for everyone what should people be thinking about from that perspective i i think you know we we can't expect government to 
do everything on their own. We can't expect business to do everything on their own. We can't expect any organization to honor. We actually have to come together as a partnership. And one of the things we've been looking at in many locations actually across the UK is how you can build the right ecosystem of business, local government, and academia. How can they come together to build the right outcomes in totality for society? And that could be anything from skills development, uh, social mobility, to job creation, and therefore economic growth. And I think it's all of those components that come together to build an ecosystem to, to generate that, that economic growth that's going to make a difference. And I think to one of the things we have talked about recently, which is exactly that coming together, an example which is in Northern Ireland, where we've worked very closely with the local government and with Invest Northern Ireland, where we're working with Queen's University, and that's to generate and build a greater number of employees that service a certain area of a market around technology. But that then will flow into the broader economy as well. And I think that's a great example of where if you get that ecosystem working right, it can do wondrous things for economic growth in what could otherwise be a slightly challenged area in terms of where they grow and develop. So I think that for me is, is the ecosystem that we can create can really make a difference. I, it, I've actually, I thought I had nothing to say whatsoever about this, but suddenly a thought popped into my head. I do, um, because for, there is a campaign going on at the minute called for the Better Business Act. And so this is, there's about 600 companies signed up, and this is about changing, uh, and again, I'm, I'm reading this from a note, Section 172 of the UK Companies Act. Um, and basically changing that simple bit of law to make it that any company in the UK is not just responsible for maximizing profit, which is what is true today, but is also responsible for the impact of their business on both the communities where they operate and the environment. So it's basically a very simple law change that would mean every business, big or small, has to take responsibility for their impact on the world. And so if you're talking about what can we do in terms of government and business working together, we can simply change a little bit of regulation and make companies take explicit responsibility, not just for their bottom lines, but also for the impact they have on society more broadly. I mean, I think we'll see to exactly your point uh, around section 172 and some of the requirements that, that directors need to put out there in, in financial statements. We'll see quite a shift, I think, over the coming years um, and actually probably even shorter than that, actually, as to what people are talking about in terms of social purpose, social responsibility, because it has become, as I said earlier, that acceleration. So people do want to talk about what they are doing in society. And actually, I'm seeing that in talking to my clients, that the the conversations around ESG uh, and all components of ESG, not just environment, but actually how they want to talk about what they are doing differently in their communities. And they are really wanting to talk about those things because actually the investor base is positioning people in different places as well. So not only are they wanting to do the right thing in the community, it plays to and need to do it anyway because investors are expecting that, customers are expecting that. So actually there's a congruence here in everyone wanting to head in the right direction. And we need to just make sure that all of the different components around government legislation, around business desire, all go in the same way so that actually we do get to those positive uh, positive outcomes that we were talking about. And Carl, we touched on this just before um, recording, but we were sort of talking about how life is starting to look a little bit more normal here in the UK, but it's clear that there's still challenges ahead for businesses. 
So interested from both of you, what advice would you give to help leaders navigate this landscape with confidence? I'm well, happy to kick that off, Rona. I think you know we are starting to get a bit closer to normal, I and mean, I suspect there'll be some more bumps in the road as, as there have been uh, very recently around that. I mean, I'm I'm managing to get back into the office a bit more now, and I must say I'm feeling a, a real difference and a buzz off the back of that, just in interacting with people in that physical way again. But I think most importantly through this, what we've learned is being authentic, being open being honest about how you're feeling and accepting the fact that sometimes we all have ups and downs in, in the environment we're in is, is one of the massive challenges, but it's actually the thing that has connected people. We've broken different walls and barriers down. And I think as, as leaders in business, this is a chance for us to reset slightly, to, to open up more to, to our people, to our customers, and, and just be more authentic in what we do. And I think we've learned the importance of really looking after our teams, really looking after our people. And I think that's another piece that will sustain and we need to make sure that sustains. We need to hold ourselves to account for that. But I think that comes down to the underpinning of wanting to do the right thing by our people, by our clients, by our communities, whatever it might be. But that as a core value will sustain. I think as long as we hold that true through the coming months and, and years as we come out the other side, and face whatever consequences come through, those will those will be strong and enduring values that will make a difference. Yeah, and, you know, I, I kind of agree with Carl, to be perfectly honest, and, and going right back to where we began a little bit, you know, it, all a business is a bunch of people. And I would say from what I have seen and experienced, the businesses that have navigated the past 12, 14 months best have been the ones that actually had great cultures, great relationships with their people, were already really looking after their people. And the world is going to get no more certain. You know, it's not like uncertainty is going to disappear with, let touch wood, uh, the end of the COVID pandemic. You know, uncertainty is going to hit you from all sides. And you've just got to be in a position of really being able to trust the people you work with. And so really, it's just echoing Carl. I think there's all kinds of ways ways we can all do that in terms of authenticity, in terms of genuine caring for people, looking out for other people. But if you just just kind of for a moment pause and think about that, all we're doing is working with a bunch of other people to achieve something together. How can we make sure that people we're with are going to really be supportive of us in our time of need and, and us equally of them in their time of need? And whether that's collective or individual, I think if we can all genuinely look out for each other a bit more, we will have much better businesses, much better communities and a much better society as a result. I think that's an excellent summary. Thank you, James. Um, and thank you, Carl, so much for joining for that fascinating conversation. So that's it for another episode of Business in Focus. So thanks everyone for listening. If you have an inspiring story to share, whether you're a business, social enterprise, employee or customer, we would love to hear from you. So if you fill out our quick and simple form at pwc.co.uk forward slash business dash at dash its dash best, it will be great to hear from you. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with future episodes. Thanks, everyone, and stay safe.